I didn't have a good week. What happened to you? I watched Final Mission and the Loss. What? I did not appreciate either of these episodes. I liked them. I wanted to like them both. And I kept trying to convince myself that when I was watching them that they were enjoyable and I was having a good time and they were intriguing and full of interesting ideas about the world. But they were not. And I don't know why we're doing this. Okay, well, I mean, do you want this to be our final mission? No, I don't want that. Do you want the loss of Trek about? <laughs> final mission was interesting because it was designed as a answer to Tasha Yar's death in a way. Uh, okay. They they really did not. Basically, they, they just, if they could go back in time, they would not have done that, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they all feel really shitty about they, it. I was like, given her two or three episodes where she's kind of redeemed herself in a way. Yeah. So, so when, when Will Wheaton told them that they, he wanted to leave the show, uh, to, to, um, because he was getting feature film offers. Ha ha. Uh, how did that happen? Or how did that go? Will Wheaton? Um, I I don't like Will Wheaton. Um, that, uh, but he's such a beloved nerd. He, he tweets. Is, he, yeah, he is. He man. has a blog. Um, that uh, they, they designed this episode to be sort of like a really strong send off for him. Yeah. And I think all the elements are there. You know, I think the Picard and Wesley relationship mm-hmm. has always been one of the, the show's more interesting and stronger ones. Uh, I think that the the the, the location shooting and the, the direction was really interesting. And I loved the cinematography of the, yeah. of the location shots. But it just it didn't. It's something about it just didn't work. It just all felt very perfunctory. Like nothing felt like it had any stakes at all and you know you knew picard wasn't going to die for instance yeah like watching this episode i'm like i wish that this show had had the balls to kill picard off because number one like the you're told at the very beginning oh this is going to be wesley's final mission but the shocking thing would be it turns out to be picard's final mission like that would have been this show made today would have done that especially coming you know only a few weeks after the best of both worlds yes where he would have felt very safe uh, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. And again, he's not killed by the Borg. He's just kind of, you know, he's killed by a rock slide that caused by an idiot. Like, it's, uh, you know, especially the, you know, there were a lot of elements of this episode had ended with that. It would have not been out of place in a way. Again, shows then did not do this. But I don't know. I, I liked a lot of the idea of this episode. Um, I liked the general premise of it. And as you said, Picard and Wesley are an interesting relationship. If they are not literal father and son, they have that relationship to each other. They are uh, they are extremely close. One of the, you know, And here's the episode where they do admit everything to each other. They're kind of the depth of their feelings to each other. And that, that part was very strong in the episode. I liked that. I, be- I bought it in a way. Yeah, no, I did too, and I I, I think that what you know the, the 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 scene you're talking about towards the end of the episode when when yeah. Wesley is very afraid that Picard is going to die, you know, and and Picard basically lays it all out and says how proud he is of him and all this kind of stuff, you know, and it, it is it's great, you know, it's very moving, and 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 Will Wheaton does a great job at trying to act <laughs> and you know it's it's all fantastic you know i think the the relationship that they have those were real tears because he was sad at leaving the show i'm sure you know i'm sure <laughs> no, he was yeah. 
and and Picard, you know, obviously Patrick Stewart is is a phenomenal actor and and can really pull anything off. Um, you know, I just saw X Men: Days of Future Past, so believe me, he can pull anything off, even if it's terrible. Yo. So you know, it, it's 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 all really great, you know. But it just there's it's it's just well, something about the episode just doesn't feel right. Okay, it, it, it's kind of the. I like the relationships in the episode at the same time. and I like the themes of the episode. I like that they're I, – I do like that they're giving Wesley a send-off and they're trying to make him a little badass and that he'd make his – you know, he has this moment at the end where he's terrified and then he just finally – you see him, you know, growing up and taking his really first difficult decision as a Starfleet officer all alone. Like this – is you know – that's all fine, but it's just the plots that everybody's in are kind of crappy. The, you know, the the Enterprise business is just, I mean, I thought they were going to go heavy-handed with the nuclear stuff, which, thank God, they didn't. Um, in what way? Like, well, given the, given the era of this, this was, you know, very early 90s, you know, you... They say, you know, oh, we had this is nuclear waste. We're inheriting somebody's problem. Oh, yeah. You know? Yes, you know, and then I thought that they were gonna go heavy into the environmental message that everybody was doing at this time, but um, they kind of let that just be the background, which that was very well done. The rest of it was just kind of there. I admit, I was barely watching the scenes where they were trying to do with this barge because number one, you know that it's the MacGuffin of the episode. It's right. really just something a reason to keep the enterprise away and not immediately beaming over and figuring out what's happening. Um, you know, and I, 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 it wasn't interesting in and of itself. We don't really, we have an alien species. We know nothing about. I like the show when it's teaching, you know, going into new species and, this didn't really do anything with them. Um, it, you know, it, it's funny to me because it, it really does, you know, this is kind of crystallizing a couple of the problematic elements of the episode for me because, you know, why is the Enterprise not taking Picard to this mining colony? You know, it, it it's so obviously just a setup yeah. for them to get stranded yeah. and, and the Enterprise then to be in the situation where it can't go find them immediately. That it just, it, it feel, you can just see the plot mechanics. You yeah, yeah. Turning and... It, it, you know, I don't. I don't buy the fact that uh, Picard would be so willing to just kind of get into this obviously decrepit ship without checking anything out. And I mean, Riker doesn't even really object. I mean, normally, you know, Riker is somebody they've called the mother hen on this ship. Like he he freaks out any time like Picard leaves the room. You know, yeah. let alone all right, we're gonna go on this guy's ship with these weird modifications like Picard Riker would have locked Picard in his room if he had been really Jordy been even says something about like oh well one of your thrusters is not working probably he's like nah I do that because it's this thing and it's like what and, yeah. and it's like yeah there's just all these red flags raised by everybody but nobody actually does anything it's about very, it yeah. are you telling me that there's nobody who will check out all of the sort of like medical and rations and stuff before like the captain of the flagship yeah. of the federation is just going to go off in this thing I mean it makes no sense sense and they get to, and then they you know of course they crash land and they have to find a desert planet which is ridiculous and you know that's sort of one of my other criticisms of 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 star trek is that you know and and science fiction in general and i think a lot of science yeah. fiction oh, yeah. does this which is like planets have this sort of like uh monoclimate which yeah. you know doesn't really exist well, it's because everybody read dune and dune did it well but you know right beyond that like that it's just short no i, I get it it's a shorthand but you know. And it's kind of like, all right, it's a moon, so maybe it wouldn't have a, a, a massive climate difference. But, but, but then it has water, and it has this... And that's another thing. We have this fountain set up, and 
we learn nothing about the culture that produced this. We learn nothing about why it's there. It's an adventure game puzzle, really. Yeah, I, yeah, that's actually a really good way to and, put it. And it's like, you know, we've seen Star Trek do... Um, I mean, we've seen Arena. When Kirk's making the gun, that's out of Sierra game, you know? and like, But it does that well. The show can do these little characters have to solve a problem using MacGyver ways in a, in a very well good way, but... I didn't care what the situation does. It, it was a... And I, and I frankly didn't know what Wesley was even doing. It didn't... Yeah, because it didn't matter. It just mattered that he was going to solve the problem at that point. All of the plot elements of this were following very formula beats. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, let's talk about this other captain. I fucking hated him. He wasn't even interesting to hate. He's just... I'm an alcoholic. I've got liquor that that doesn't even reappear. I thought that that was gonna like save the day at one point. Like, I think I think Wesley uses it to disinfect his, Picard's scalp wound or something. But yeah, it, it it's very. I don't know. The whole thing just feels like padding. Like it feels like they had 20 minutes of plot and they just needed to pad it as much as possible. So that let's add an alcoholic, you know, captain and um, let's add this garbage scow and, and, and let's add yeah. these interminable scenes where the computer is rattling off one minute to death. You know, I mean, it seems like they yeah, they 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 just mad libs this episode in, you know, Picard and Wesley and a mining captain, you know, land on a desert planet and have to find water like it's the. It, it just seemed like they put plot elements in. And I think that's really the problem is that, you know, I'm, I'm willing to forgive a lot of this sort of stuff if the episode bu- really buys into it and really even mm-hmm. just tries to give explanations for all this stuff. But, you know, and we've seen that time and time again in Star Trek. I mean, Star Trek is yeah. generally speaking a show which provides explanations, you know, whether or not they're actually real world or, or make any sort yeah. of logical sense. There's they, a they, heavy amount of it's science fantasy in a lot of ways yeah, and, and you know I, as long as they get something plausible they get you know they can pull a lot off uh, yeah and, and and i even feel like you know I, I, that's fine with me you yeah. know i i will i will readily that's what you watch it for i will readily you know go into this and say yes okay i'm with you but but this episode really just didn't try it just really feels like they were uh uh very uninterested in the in the plot and you know i i don't know why you know for example this captain had to be there you know i I don't it seems to me that the episode really was very interested in the plot and not very interested in what it should have been about which was about picard and wesley's final moments together and you know it, it seems like a mistake to have picard get injured because he doesn't really do much in the episode and 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 will wheaton has to carry a lot of the episode which is just never a good idea um (laughs) You know, so so it just really doesn't feel uh, satisfying in any way, I think. Yeah, I, I that's it. It's an unsatisfying send-off for a character we don't particularly love. Yeah, I think so. And I, and I think <laughs> that, that, that's what this episode is. And I think maybe that's indicative of something, yeah. you know? I, 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 I mean, I get, I like that a lot of the episodes have been uh, talk, you know, only concentrate on their plots as a device to you know, get into these characters. We've seen plenty of episodes where the plot doesn't really matter so much. But at the same time, you know, they usually make it interesting to watch. Again, I was, you know, during this, oh, we've got to... And you know, you know, it's 20 minutes into the episode. This plan isn't going to work, and it's not an interesting plan to watch. So you're wasting my time here. This episode felt like a waste of time. 
Yeah, I really, you know, and this is whenever really... Whenever Picard and, yeah, whenever Picard and Wesley were not talking, it was a waste of time. Yeah, and you can, yeah, exactly. I think that's right. I think, you know, scrap this episode entirely and just write an episode about Picard and Wesley on a shuttlecraft going somewhere, and I think that would have been more interesting, Well, and that frankly. Would, they talk about the shuttlecraft, too. Yeah, that, this, that would have been a really great parallel. Again, they're on a another shuttlecraft, and it's awkward, but at this point, because... They have a lot to say to each other, and they, you know, they have a limited time. And maybe, maybe the shuttlecraft gets captured by the Romulans, and you know, oh no, how do we get out of like that? Okay, we've just written a much better episode, right? Because I mean, you know, you can sort. I, I could rattle off like yeah. you know things in the episode which are, are completely unexplained, underexplained, or forgotten. So you've got the the alcoholic captain thing. You've got their dehydration, which I don't buy that they would be on a planet that is like 130 degrees, and they would be fine for hours and hours no. that that's very unbelievable um you know you've got this sort of radiation and especially thing. with one of them drinking like he would be dead <laughs> yeah he well he is dead but he died because of the thing um you've got the the uh, radiation on the enterprise which again is like two minutes to death one minute to death okay we're fine yeah like, why how did that happen um turn that off like what what is going on uh you've got you know <laughs> then you've got the 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 uh uh magical space water guard that's never explained yeah why is this fountain here there's just no like, attempt to construct anything I, which hangs together in any sort of coherent fashion it's all just sort of like scaffolded together and at the end of the episode, we're just support. We're just supposed to go. All right. Well, that was satisfying because Picard cried. Like you yeah, know, like I thought where they were gonna go with that was that like you know Wesley would be maybe he finds the computer that's controlling the force field, and through that he learns about why was what you know who were these people that built this, and there's some kind of connection to like there was a lot more you could do with it, but instead they had to. I. Who wrote this episode? Because it feels like they... it was uh, Jerry Taylor, I believe, and uh, she was helped out in this script by someone else. Okay. Um, again, you know Jerry Taylor. I don't know what she's n- not my favorite Star Trek writer. It, and, yeah, it uh, felt like she again and maybe got the emotional beats very, you know, very good, but just didn't know how to do the plot of it. Yeah, because I mean, the other episode that she wrote was uh, Suddenly Human, which which, which was like. which was good, you know, but. Uh, you know, for whatever that, reason, that was a character episode. Yeah, and this really didn't have a lot to do with the characters. I mean, this was the send off for Wesley. This is the send off for a character that was never really all that liked. But I still think that they wanted to give him a proper send off. And 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 what they end up doing is constructing an episode which is completely unsatisfying. Yeah, they don't give a. This is not a situation that's particularly suited to Wesley's talents. Like. I, I would I, – and again, let's go back to our Wesley and Picard in a shuttle somewhere and drifting. Well, I mean, Wesley's thing is that he's this engineering genius who can, you know, magic his way into, you know, space stuff. Like, that. give him an opportunity to use that one last time. Yeah, sure. That that seems completely forgotten as well. I mean, that, yeah, that's like, you know, all right, you want to give him a send-off? I don't begrudge you that. And actually, again, given – Given how, to, you know, given that I would much rather have one final Wesley episode rather than the show make three or four apology episodes later on. Yeah, know? sure. I could handle Tasha Yar apology episodes. I can't handle Wesley apology episodes. 
and and I think the most frustrating thing about the episode is that the 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 big you know emotional payoff scene with Picard and Wesley is really good. Yes, you know we we get we get a side of Picard. He obviously thinks he's dying, and so he's very he's he's able to open up, which is something that Picard doesn't do very often. You know, he's able to 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 really truly express his emotions about Wesley yeah. and what he feels about Wesley, and he's leaving, and he's you know it's 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 sad because you get this sense that Picard is. You know, he's very envious of, of Wesley and he says yeah. as much where he's like, you know, you're going off and you're starting your life. And I'm I'm very uh, I'm, yeah. ve- I'm very jealous, basically, that you get to do this. And I'm old. I mean, not even old. Like, I think at this point, he's as much, go- you know, he's believing that no matter what, he's dying, you know, in a way. He's, yeah, that's true. At that yeah. point, he's preparing for death, not based on age, because I mean, within the Star Trek universe, he's still fairly you know, he's at a very healthy age. He'll probably be alive for another 70 yeah, or 80 years. Yeah, he's in, the, he's in a very good physical condition, you know, and all of that. But his is being cut short. He is at the end. But, I mean, I also like that it almost gives complete trust that Wesley will get out of this one no matter what. You know, he Picard yeah. doesn't even think that, you know, or oh, this is very bad for all of this. This is bad for me. But Wesley's going to figure him how to. He's Wesley's plucky enough to figure out how to survive till the Enterprise goes, even just on being young. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he'll eat Picard. I don't know, uh, which is disturbing. And I don't know why I said that. Um, yeah, and I think you know Wesley. You know Wesley kind of I think is is able to you know express how he feels about Picard, which is yeah. something that he's obviously never been able to do really before either. And you know the one the one issue I do have is that it does feel a little. It does feel a little strange that Picard and Wesley have this bond, you know, because Wesley says, well, I've, I, I've only ever wanted to make you proud. And when they're taking Picard out of the structure at the end, you know, he's saying, oh, I am proud of you and all that kind of stuff, um, which is strange. I mean, that's a father son thing in a way like that is the that is the trope in a way. Picard is the kind of distant, fa- you know. Because Wesley is looking for his dad. That is his yeah. one of his yeah. defining characteristics. He is partially defined by the fact that he never knew his father, that his father died when he was very little. And, you know, Picard is the person that Wesley has latched onto. And it makes complete sense. I mean, who, you know, Riker is the cool older brother, you know, you know, Geordi's his, you know, nerdy friend, you know, he has like that. Picard is the only real father figure. That Wesley has on this ship. And so, especially given his relationship with Beverly, it does make sense that Wesley would want the captain to be proud of him. Um, You you can see the moment that he promoted him as probably the proudest moment of Wesley's life. That was, you know, dad saying, well done, son, you know, that and it's not completely crazy that what Picard does see again, he sees himself in Wesley. He sees all the potential in Wesley. I, you know, he does latch on to this kid and he, I think subconsciously recognizes what Wesley thinks of him. I think, yeah, I think I, he I, is. I think the two of them are responding kind of to each other. Yeah. I guess that answers my question. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a symbiotic relationship yeah. in a way. Again, I not in a bad way, but just, you know, yeah. Saying Wesley is Picard's son, you know, that's a bit of fun. That's, you know, my own little theory, but all that aside, you know, they, they are symbolically father and son. Yeah. That is their relationship. They're yeah. kind of, they have that role for each other. And I, I guess the, the, the final thing I want to say about final mission is, uh, something that I've said before, but I'll say it again because it seems relevant. Why the hell does Wesley have to go to Starfleet Academy? I know. 
know because like he's he was promoted to ensign he's had three and a half years serving on the flagship of the federation he's extremely brilliant yeah what's he gonna get out of going yeah like, i mean is it is it just a thing where i mean maybe it's i i get the sense that there's something written in a you know it, it, it's a rule somewhere you know you can't if you want to be certain rank you need to have certain you know diplomas one would assume i don't know that's i don't the know only, it seems bizarre to me that's the only reason i can think of because yes he does have i mean starfleet academy is obviously their version of like officers training you know but yeah. but you can have non-commissioned guys i mean o'brien's non-commissioned yeah but maybe uh, he wants to be and also picard has given him a field commission like these things the, exist I mean, so it seems strange to me i don't know it's as much officer school as it is college in a way i mean there is going to i i, I think there's a social in a way there might be even a social yeah that's thing true. there i mean everybody Everybody who is on the ship has mentioned something about, you know, be when, you know, their days in the academy. And most of them look very fondly on that. So it could as much be like, look, you know, you're doing all this great. But this is the age when, you know, it's not a bad thing for Wesley to be among people, uh, among his peers, you know, for a couple of years. And to do some intense study and to, in a way, be exposed to more stuff than just being, you know, officer's life on a starship. Because maybe he... Would you know? Maybe his college career would lead him into a research field, and that's where he would be fulfilled. Maybe he, you know, does need to do that. Maybe you know, right now being on a starship works for him, but he may decide otherwise. I mean, I I think it's a little more along those lines rather than. And he wants to go. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I also think you know, from a real world perspective. It's a good way to get Will Wheaton off the show. Yeah. You know, I I mean, mean, like you know, they're not going to kill him off. I mean, you know, so. Yeah, uh, I'll give this one five bottles of indiscriminate liquor. I will give it four, but that's because I don't drink that much. All right. Well, let's take a deep breath and talk about the loss. Listen, I was very happy to see a Troy episode that did did not center around what she's doing with her vagina. I just want to lay that out there. Yes, I also thought that it not was... not in not in quite those crude terms, but uh, thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, also, does she have a vagina? I think she does. She, oh, she's half human. Yeah. Okay. So she has. Oh God, no, no, no. Uh... <laughs> yeah, let, let, this is a bad road to go down. I really, I really wanted to like this yes! episode, and you know, final mission was disappointing for for various reasons. The loss was disappointing. I'm disappointed in the show for 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 producing this episode um, because Troy has always gotten a bad rap among the fans. Yeah. And I can see why. I also think that there's a bit of misogyny involved. The show has not been very kind to her character at some points mm-hmm. you know we, we've certainly seen that in, in episodes like loud as a whisper and um uh the price you know uh, the child yeah she's gone through some of the shit she's gone through has been really bad right uh you know i think and, and granted all of the characters have gone through trauma in the show but, but i think insofar as anything else the the episodes that surround the episodes that troy is a main part of um are are all very sort of disturbing in their implications because she is a woman. Well, that's it. She gets pregnant by a space baby. Uh, Crusher gets hit by some rocks. You know what I mean? Like that. That's you know the kind of stuff that they've done to each. Right. Right. And so, 
you know, I, I like the idea of her losing her empathic powers, yeah. although it's never explained. I don't think it needs to be. You could hand wave it away as they some sort of side effect of the two dimensional creatures, which, say is, which she, is implied as much. Yeah, they say that like oh, we, they had such an intense emotion, it shorted it out, which is stupid. I thought they were gonna. G- I mean, obviously, it's. Did they say that? Yes, they did say that. Oh, um, I don't remember you, that. It's a. It's almost a throwaway line. See, I thought where they were gonna go with it was that these two dimensional creatures interfered with her abilities or something like that, which is what like that would have made sense. That that that's kind of where I figured it would go because. Obviously, they're related. They're not going to have these two completely unrelated plots. Not even they would do this to us. Right, yeah. And I think, you know, it, it's, it's, I think it's an interesting episode. I think it starts out very strongly. You know, you get to see Troy. Um, you know, I, I've said this before. Yeah. I like Troy. You know, yeah. when I'm re- in this rewatch of the show for me, I'm finding that her character is, is, is grossly underestimated by most people. I think that her character, when it is written well, is, is yeah. very strong. She's, she's not, um, you know, for a show that only has two main cast members that are, that are women and Dr. Crusher is basically a non-entity. Um, I think that, that, that she is the strong, the strongest female no. character just by the fact that there's only two and Dr. Crusher is a non-entity, but you know, and when we get to see her do things that she's good at, when we get to see her be a counselor, at her job, yeah, she's really good. And the beginning of this episode, we have her doing her job and doing it very well. Yeah, she is the kind of if anybody has gone through a good therapist, she is a good therapist. She is that part of it is very well written. She does that job properly in a way. Yeah. And and I like all that stuff. And then suddenly we get to the thing with her losing her empathic powers. And while I think that's interesting and I think it could yeah. have been, been handled uh, uh, a lot better, you know, what we get is we get sort of a, a hysterical woman trope, which I don't appreciate. And I yeah. don't – I just – I don't buy that Troy would act like this. Like they could I, – I mean what they wanted to do, this is the arc of somebody getting, you know – Again, they literally say, you know, this is like anybody going blind, you know. This is – she gets a disability. She finds that it's – you know, she thinks that it's going to hinder her work and then she realizes that, no, she is – you know, that's one part of kind of her toolkit in a way. But, you know, she has built up over the years a huge, you know – she because she does different methods of therapy for, you know – she has all of these instincts, these training, and she figures out how to go, you know – about that and be a good therapist. Like, that was the arc they wanted to give her. This is a very special episode about bravery in the face of disability, let's face it. But it's not the most... Again, the main plot of it, how it happens, is not that interesting. And I don't know. This is not the... The show has a very different vision of Troy than I think we might. I mean, I think if we were writing her, we would have written her differently and we would view her differently and we may have given her the same exact episode but she would react in a different way yeah and i think you know and i don't want to discount the possibility that a lot of this is acting choices by marina sirtis either because if you look at just the dialogue that she is saying i don't think any of it is very egregious what what the egregious part is is she's dismissive combative she immediately i mean the part about her immediately resigning and stuff i think is 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 a little too much um, you know, I think that that is is kind of indicative of a, of a level of, of distrust or, or, or disrespect that the writers have for Troy's character, because 
of course she loses her empathic powers and she has nothing else and she's a woman and so she has no training and she's not smart she's just using her empathic powers to be a therapist and so she immediately has to resign because she can't handle it because she's a woman you know that's kind of the sense i got from it i mean that's i too i I got it more of the sense of that's what she thought of herself which is not what i think she thinks of herself yeah i think so i I think think that's that's, more yeah and like i i think it's I, I'm surprised at how Picard acted to her because I don't know. It seems more likely that instead of, you know, not really doing anything, uh, let, let's face it, he would say to her, look, you've told me to go on shore leave a billion times. You're going on shore leave. That's what's happening to you, you know? And you're going to think about this over the next couple of weeks. Like, that, like, like, none of that. Like, nobody acts really. I don't know. Everybody fucks up their treatment, how they act to her. I think so. And, you know, you know, part of it could just be the fact, I think, that, that the, the people that wrote this episode, I think, were just kind of like they had pitched it. And I don't think they really wrote for the show before or after. So maybe they just didn't have a handle on her character. But oh, that could be. You would kind of, you would kind of expect that the, the, the regular writing staff would, would give it a polish and would say, okay, well, Troy wouldn't act like this. Maybe Troy wouldn't do this. Maybe she would do this, whatever. Um, yeah, and I think you're right. I think everyone kind of seems a little off. I think, you know... Riker, I mean, I don't want to talk, I don't want to leave Troy just yet, but I think Troy and Riker's relationship is a little strange in this episode, too. Yeah, like, he um, moved, at the very end, like, he, I get that, you know, something goes, you know, she goes through a crisis, and, you know, even though they're not dating now, they have had an on-again, off-again thing, and he would want to, you know, be there for somebody that he is that close to, um... But even you know, even stuff like at the very end, like he moves to kiss her, and like that that doesn't that's not something they do, right? Really. Like right. they've they've kind of I I think they generally you know they get romantic in certain situations, but that didn't seem like you know what they would do. I don't know, and and <laughs> you know it's I don't know I just I I fundamentally feel like. You know, Troy acts very angry in this episode, this and I've never really seen her act that angry before. Feels like a season two episode, in a way, yeah, yeah, like, in a way. You know, I think, yeah, I think you're right, and and the characters have beyond, evolved beyond this version of them, and this seems like an earlier version of who they are. I can I can see her being this, you know, knocked off balance by this. You know, again, yeah. like you said, they do make the analogy that that this is like someone immediately you know suddenly going blind or something it's also interesting that she doesn't talk to Jordy about this but yeah actually you know i mean he was born blind so maybe that's not exactly the same thing but you know so 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 i kind of feel like it's it, it's a little rudderless and it's a little unmoored like it, it there's i don't get the sense that you know it, it's supposed to be an episode about someone becoming disabled and going through all the stages of, of dealing with yeah. it, which frankly is something that I don't think they can do very well in 45 minutes. Number one, uh, number two, I think <laughs> they've got to do one every seven minutes. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, and I, did any of the people that work on this episode, were they disabled? Like, that's the other thing that I find weird about this is like, you know, it's one thing to want to do an episode like this, and I yeah. think the show can cer- it certainly has the right to do it, but it feels a little bit like an episode written about a social issue by someone who doesn't know anything about that social issue or doesn't know what those people actually act like or feel like or, 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 or anything. It seems maybe like the network had like a thing where they needed to put a certain... 
you know, well, we're... there was no network, but you know, well, it feels like you know something had to do. Like they wanted to do a very special episode about the dangers of you know they didn't go into the nuclear war episode last you know the nuclear waste episode last week as much, but um, this time they're damn well going to do something you know profound about disability, and they just hired someone who pitched a thing because they didn't really care about that thing, you know. That's really what it yeah. seems like. This seems like a hack episode. This is a little hacky, this episode. Yeah, I think so, yeah. And we even have Whoopi Goldberg, you know, in it. Well, I want to talk about Whoopi Goldberg because I think that's interesting. But, you know, the other thing about Troy, too, is that, you know, she does say, well, you can't understand how I feel. And yeah. uh, my empathic powers are really important to me and et cetera, et cetera. And everyone's kind of going, well, we, we manage. We're all right, you know. Uh, they didn't really play that angle up, and I think they probably yeah. should have. It's not – yeah. I mean they go a little bit into Riker saying – you know, says the you've always been in control of every situation. You know, you always have that upper hand, and now you're just like everybody else. I mean that that's – actually, if you think about it, this is a disability to her, but it's not something that anybody else sees as a disability in a way. You know, if you know, if this episode had been about her going blind, everybody would kind of – know what that fear is like in a way i mean everybody would have every- i think there's a yeah there's a there's a sense in there in the episode that no one is really taking her pain seriously because she's lost something that nobody can that people only have the vaguest idea i mean people have probably the people on our ship and i mean you and i have even watched the show we have our own internal metaphors of how that might feel like but it is describing sight to somebody who's been blind since birth you know you can give an impression of it but you can't really fully get the thing. Yeah. And I think, you know, the other thing too is that they, the episode is filled with ideas that they just leave on the table and don't examine at all. They sort of lay down these ideas. You know, Troy is very upset at this. You know, they don't understand. They're very dismissive. You know, Riker and and Troy are sort of rekindling their relationship or whatever, but they don't do anything with any of it. It's just sort of like beats in the episode to fill up time. Yeah. Even to the point where the very end of the episode, like the the ship shot, when like it's it was like twenty seconds long. Yeah, like, like it, it just feels like they were running it out. It had of a weird timing of that. Yeah, no, I didn't. Yeah, like it all felt very off for some reason. It was a hack episode. What what I you know what did you think about the Guinan scene though? It was the least interesting Guinan scene we've seen. I will agree with that because I mean part of it is. I mean, Guinan usually shows up when there's are you know pretty strange stakes, and she is the one who gets the insightful thing. And you know, the stakes weren't as interesting, I guess. Um, and I didn't feel that her advice was anything that's special in a way. And it wasn't the most interesting way she's done that. You know, like no, she does always approach everything from a funny angle, and. It wasn't that interest. It wasn't that strange this time. I mean, it was. It's always great to see Guinan. You know, there's never been a bad Guinan scene. But I'm thinking about you know her yelling at uh, at Riker during the you know best of both worlds. I'm thinking about her and Riker. You know, showing flirting to Wesley. I'm thinking about the conversation she's had with you know Tasha Yar in uh, uh, yesterday's Enterprise. I'm thinking yes. about you know like. There, there. If you and I'm sure, if you put together a list of the top guy in scenes, this would not appear, and someone would forget to categorize this one in there. I had actually forgotten that she was in this episode. Yeah, uh, I, I liked, I liked the scene. You okay. know, and I, I think that. Uh, well, we're different people. It's, I think, one of the only scenes in the episode that 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 feels like what the people that are in this situation would actually act like. 
if that makes sense. Okay. Because everybody else is just sort of moving around like chess plot pieces. And and Guinan feels like this is what Guinan would do. You know, yeah. Guinan, Guinan knows when people are having problems and she likes to meddle, basically. Yeah, she, no, that's it. You she know, is- she's ve- and she's very good at it. And she knows exactly the sort of points to hit on people to make them realize that they're acting like idiots or, or whatever, right? And so I like that it's Guinan that is able to show Troy that she does have the ability to still yeah. be a counselor. Um, you know, I don't think it's incidental that the episode begins with Troy counseling someone and, and in the middle she counsels them again, you and know, at, yeah. and at I, the end, and the, at so, the end, you know, I, and I, there is that moment, you know, where, you know, the, the, the woman who's, you know, your husband's death is saying, no, you know, you're wrong, you're wrong. And, you know, Troy's taking that as an indication that she's you know, completely off base. But I mean, yeah, at the end she does point out, no, you, you really were right. And it is her Troy's intuitions and understanding of human nature and all of that coming into play. You know, she really, the, 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 I I don't know. They just, the episode doesn't make it clear enough that while she certainly, again, you get an advantage from having, you know, her abilities. And while she certainly uses them to a good effect, um, I don't know. It didn't sell that she was a good, good enough and it made her a little too happy to get the powers back. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, you know, this episode needed to be a lot more subtle than it was being. Yeah. It's a very strident episode. I feel it feels like a first, maybe it just feels like a first draft. That could be, we've said that, said that a lot about, uh, I know season three of (laughs) original series, but that, that's definitely how this one felt. I will I will say though that you know I do like the fact that Troy shakes herself out of this and and comes up with the solution that yeah gets them out of this situation. You know, let's not forget that. Oh I mean, no. You know, the very end of the episode is 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 Troy coming up with the angle to the problem that saves the ship. Uh and at, you know, of course she also gets her powers back incidentally, but I like that, you know, because because we don't get to see Troy doing things competently very much. And, you know, again, I mean, I hate to harp on it, but, you know, the whole thing about Troy is that she just sits around and goes, I feel that the captain that's about to shoot us is angry. Um, I'm getting very tired of those kind of uh, criticisms of Troy because I'm really liking the character. I just feel like this episode in particular was was not a good you know, it's funny that the Troy episodes are never good for Troy. The, the the parts of the Troy character that I like are usually found interspersed throughout the show when they're not, when she's not the main character of the episode. Well, I mean, I hate to say it, but I think she's a really great supporting character. Yeah. She's like O'Brien is a really great supporting character. Um, uh, Oh, don't, I, don't, don't, you'll eat those words. Oh no. Oh no, 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 no. Uh, but I mean, like, you know, we see him, you know, in episodes here and there, and he has a lot of fun scenes, you know, and... You'll eat those words for a good reason, not uh, for a bad reason. Does he become reason. a main cast member? Does he become a bad supporting character? Maybe. Does he become the main villain of everything? Maybe. Is he a Borg? Maybe. Wow, this is a very complex show. Um, yeah, I see what you're saying. And yeah, I, if I, she had been somebody that, or if she had been like a Guinan type of, you know, one of those characters. But I don't, but I don't think that that is integral to the characterization of Troy. I think that's how they choose to write women characters. That's fair. You know, I mean, it's just, 
I don't know. I just the the show has a lot of problems with Troy, and they don't know how to give her episodes that are not about her being a woman. Yeah, which is a problem. And this was an episode that's not at all about her being a woman. And yeah. And they still don't they know. What, they yeah. still don't know what to do. Again, I appreciate that. That was this is an entirely a professional crisis. Really, um, she's dealing with you know the loss of her senses, but again, in a way that any of the characters could have had this basic episode. They just happened to use you know she, she's the one who has magic powers, you know, so it so it makes the most sense for that. But it yeah. could have been any of them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's all we can say about that. Not a great week. Not a great week. Sorry. Uh, I'll give this one a four. Uh, I'll give it a three. Okay. Well, next week we are talking about Data's Day, oh. which I think you will like, and The Wounded, which I will like. Okay. We'll talk to you then. <laughs>